Hello everyone, this is Shama again with Celebration of Singleness. Um, I'm excited about this series because a lot of the stuff is super relevant to me now. And as you know, whenever something is relevant, it's a bit scary to talk about. And I think that just makes it a little bit more interesting and challenging for me. But I hope that it really just kind of helps to whoever it is that's meant to listen to this. So today I want to talk about boundaries. And, um, you know, we're in part three of the series of She Got Game. And the reason why I did it is not to really teach necessarily someone how to um, this is not about seduction, lust, nothing like that. It's really just how to how to guard your heart, how to how to pick up some of that game that dudes will put on or like, you know, how to be aware and um and things that you can do to work on yourself in order to prepare yourself and to keep you from falling for Mr. Fake. <laughs> um I mean, but it's always a work in progress. And I think the most important thing is it's okay to get it wrong sometimes. That's how we learn. That's the reason why I'm able to talk to you about this now. Cause of my mistakes. <laughs> but um to start off if you guys have any questions, stories to share, anything like that, my email is S-H-A-M-M-A-D-I-E-U-J-U-S-T-E at yahoo.com. There's also an option that you can also message here as well. So I'm always like um, open to hearing any of that stuff. So, but boundaries, what are boundaries? <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, I have a personal definition of it which um which might help with like you know like just thinking practically about it is really just the ability to um set healthy lines according to your healing process so it's like creating healthy lines that people can't cross and i think that the more valuable you see yourself the easier it becomes to set boundaries and the more bold you can be to set boundaries with anybody. Because anyone can try and cross your boundaries. You know what I mean? It could be a manager, um, a guy who's interested, a friend, um, anybody. And I think that the boldness um, in being able to understand how valuable you are is really just being able to just determine that, like, I'm not going to let you cross my boundaries I'm not, and it's something I have to stand firm on. So, what are, yeah, so why are they important? Um, you know, once upon a time, um, I had this, um, there was this, it's just a small example of why I think that um, boundaries are important is, um, for instance, like one of the, this might be a rough example, but like one of the, <laughs> One of the boundaries that I created is that I'm not really about pursuing a man, right? So I know that we have n newborn feminist women who believe that men, women can pursue too and all the other stuff and feminine men who feel like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying all men are feminine because they want women to pursue them. That's a man's prerogative. But I remember one time I had a conversation with a friend who expressed to me that he never really pursues anyone. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, no, that's never going to be me. And you know what I mean? Because he was insinuating that I would have to pursue him in order for anything to happen to us, happen with us. And I looked at him and I was like, well, I guess it ain't never going to happen between us because I'm not 
I'm not into that. And and then I explained to him, and I was like, you know, let me just give you a rundown of what I've learned about men who want to be pursued by women. Is that I've learned from a particular person that I'm close to. I'm not going <laughs> to out him. But, like, I've learned he has a pattern, right? And he's a very handsome guy. Very handsome. But he always has women pursue him. And the one thing I've learned closely in his pattern is that he's not a bad guy. He'll he'll entertain the relationship. He'll end up in a relationship with the girl, introduce the girl to his family. He'll be really into her. And then what starts to happen is every two years, I notice that he has like this rotation. And it seems like about year and a half mark, the girl starts wanting to take the relationship to the next level. She starts wanting to get married. He doesn't want to get married, right? Because he wasn't the one that pursued the relationship to begin with. So why would he be the one pursuing marriage? So, you know, they're in this relationship. He's not interested in ever going to marriage, but he's okay with living with them. He's okay with basically merging everything except finances and is not interested in marriage. And then she eventually starts to get frustrated. They start bringing up marriage and he starts feeling pushed away by the fact that they keep insisting on marriage. Then next thing you know, he starts talking to someone else that kind of doesn't really make him feel as pressured. And bam, just like that, they break up and he's moving on to the next. And that's just the cycle I've seen this guy go through every two to three years. And it's the reason why like, I don't really take his relationship seriously. So when this guy said that to me, I looked at him and I was like, this is what I've seen. This is the type of pattern I've seen in this friend. And for me, I think it's a bit dangerous to get myself involved with someone who feels like every woman is supposed to pursue him. And I feel like I'm not looking to be someone's girlfriend that's trying out and proving herself to be someone's wife. I am a wife. And if you can't see me as a wife, then you're just not meant to pursue me and that's okay (laughs) and then that was the last note to him and I left on and I was okay with that but that was the boundary that I set for him that I'm like my boundary is that I'm not pursuing you as a woman because I understand that there's a value in a man having a desire to pursue because if he desires to pursue it means on some level he sees the relationship going somewhere and maybe some guys pursue without the picture of marriage But that's not a guy I would want to pursue me. Because again, that's another boundary. If you're pursuing me and you don't see yourself getting married ever or anytime soon, then I'm going to have to say, hey, look, I'm not interested because we don't have the same end goal. And I think that it, it really takes the courage to turn down and take the chance of missing out on something because there is a fear of missing out at times. But it takes courage to be willing to miss out on something in order to focus in on a certain goal that God has put before you. And so that's where boundaries comes in and why it's so important. Because I feel like the more valuable you are, the more willing you are to pass up these options. Now, this was an amazing guy. Like The guy was good looking. He was successful. He worked out. He was probably everything I asked the Lord for before he even hit me up and we started hanging out. But like... At the end of the day, like I'm not a woman who pursues. And I find that there is a lot of value in giving the man the space to pursue and make him 
So he's aware and he's sure of what he wants. And I would never want to be with someone that I had to push or manipulate or seduce to be mine. You just need to have a revelation from the Lord. And that is more than enough and the only thing I'm willing to accept. So, again, it's all about boundaries. Everyone's different. I don't mean to make all of this all super righteous. Um, but praying for, you know what I mean, a specific type of spouse or waiting for a certain type of person is not for everybody. But that is my portion. Okay? And it is not easy. But when you have a calling on your life, you have to understand someone's called to do that alongside you. And for me, I look at marriage as a means of revealing God's glory through two people who are willing to submit to one another and to God. So that's how I see it. And I'm willing to set boundaries for as long as I need to, willing to be and celebrate singleness as long as I can in order to fulfill the glory of God in my life. Um, by submitting to every part of his will. Um, but I've learned that there are consequences of not having boundaries. So what are the consequences of not having boundaries? And that is an interesting question. And I think that when we don't know who we are, we do tend to not have boundaries. And so we invite people to treat us how they feel like they want to. And I think a lot of times... Um, it kind of helps people to not really know how to treat you. Like, for example, I know I kind of, like, you know, I love to talk about my my past failed relationships and things like that. And I think it's important to use them as real life examples. But I had one guy I was interested in. And when we first met, um, I had like, you know, he had, um, you know, like asked to me, I, I did a couple of things wrong with this. And I say this because... I really want people to learn from my situation so you don't have to do it wrong. Um, but I was newly single at the time. And I had just kind of had like a little bit of a heartbreak from another guy. And so like I didn't I didn't have proper boundaries in place before I started seeing anybody. I just kind of started seeing someone to kind of get over the hurt that I felt from someone else. So I... um. So basically, like, I start. I met this guy. Him and I had, like, this instant chemistry. And, like, we hit each other up. And, um, and this was one of those poor examples of, like, me having my cousin hook me up with him. Because he was just, you know. Again, I don't do stuff like this anymore because I've learned that there's consequences to it. So, like, he, um, so we spoke. And, you know, we started texting and he immediately wanted to meet right away. And I think the problem with that is that I didn't really get to know him well enough before we met. And so that was kind of like a boundary that I let him cross. And immediately I felt like that kind of told him that, you know what I mean, that he didn't have to work that hard. And then we went on a date almost right away. Um, and then the physical element, again, this is before I knew Christ. So the physical element kind of elevated like really quickly so it was a bit hard at that point because I didn't have no boundaries and boundaries could have prevented it for instance after that after that whole situation and as I started to heal I learned that I should probably create a boundary around how long I talk to someone before I decide to meet them right I learned that I have to try to find out 
where a guy is. How much does he, um, is he, does he struggle with lust? And if he does, then, um, that's probably someone I would want to toss to the side. Um, and you know what I mean? And someone that I probably wouldn't want to meet up with on a date or anything like that, because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one that's pushing for purity. I would want a guy to lead in that as well. Um, because I feel like that's just too much pressure to be the only one holding off on any, like, sexual activity. I would want him to lead in that as well. Um, but it's just, you know, like, and there's more boundaries that I could have set. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not being alone. Like, you know, having chaperones. And um, and I fell in love with the Duggar family. I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but they used to have a show called 19 and Counting. But now they have another show. I forgot what it's called. But basically, um, these parents raised 19 children. And they raised them as some type of Christian where they're very super strict. But like, maybe orthodox. But like, um, they're very strict. So like, they gave the kids guidelines on on dating. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's been successful. Because all of their children are, well, majority of them that are of age have all gotten married. And have all learned how to pursue properly. So the parents taught the kids how to pursue and how to be pursued. And so they would also, they would tell them that like, you know, in the beginning phase when they like each other, they would have the parents chaperone the conversations. Um, They wouldn't hold hands until they were engaged. They would um, not kiss until the wedding day, obviously. And um, no sex, obviously, till then either. But, like, they had such careful rules. Like, they would always have some type of chaperone on every date. So they would never be alone throughout the dating process. And every time, they always had successful marriages that still last and stuff. But all of that was really because of all the precaution and how careful they were with the dating process. And being equally yoked and um, seeing the glory of God in the middle and keeping that. And so... I think that boundaries become something that really is a form of guarding your heart. Because what starts to happen is, is when I create rules, I had what I called the four corners rule. So I don't want to be alone with a guy with, you know what I mean, within four corners of a place and be the only one alone with him. Um, and that also goes for a car, just to try and have like a chaperone as much as possible. Um, that's more so for when you're interested in a guy, not necessarily someone you're not interested in and you just work with them. But like when you're interested, I think is when it's really important to have um, boundaries the most. Because I think it's important that the person doesn't, like you don't tempt your heart to make this person an idol. And you make it very clear that like God comes first. And that is something that I want my actions to show as worship. Um, and I think that's what boundaries does. And so with this guy that I was dating in my past, it was like, I had a lack of boundaries. So what started to happen is, is that every so often he would leave and then he would come back. I think I've mentioned him before, but he would like come back every time he had a breakup and then we would like hang out and it would be as if we never left off. And then I would like, you know what I mean, always like resume back to the deep feelings that I had. And then once he felt good again, he would just leave for the next thing. And I would just be left brokenhearted again. And um, and so like 
after a couple of years, I got sick of it. Just kind of, just never, just kind of maintained a friendship. Um, I don't think it's ever stopped him from still trying, but I've gotten over it at this point and like, you know, gotten past it. It is what it is. But like the more valuable that I saw myself, the easier it was to set boundaries. So when he did try to come back, it was just one of those things where it's like, look, like I can't let you come in and out my life as you please. And this is me just saying that I love you, but I love you enough to let you go. And we look at relationships as two different things. You're looking at me as a means to make you happy. And for me, I already have the spirit of joy and I don't need a man to make me happy. But he is the icing on the cake that I want, you know. So, yeah. So that was me setting boundaries, but also making it known that like, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, what I want. But my next question is, is like, when is it a great time to introduce or talk about boundaries? You know, the interesting thing, I had a conversation with a friend who thinks very similar to me, right? We had some fears that surrounded intimacy and we were finding the similarity in our patterns as we were afraid, but coming upon meeting the right person that seemed to like, you know what I mean, really get us emotionally or whatever, And some of the similar fears is like that self-sabotage, right? But she was saying that, she said something that really stood out to me, is that she said that when they were friends, they created goals as to like what they want to save for relationship. Like what they don't want to do in their friendship. So they didn't believe on like cuddling each other, touching each other, um, holding hands, they want to save that for relationship and stuff, right? And she found she was safe with him as long as she felt like they had a pure conversation about what they would, um, boundaries that they were setting around their friendship. What are we not allowed to do as friendship? And they also didn't talk about like, they would have deep conversations, but like they wouldn't go into the history of why they feel a certain way because it would cause them to bond. And so they continued to go over a lot of these boundaries and I thought it was just so wise. And she felt safe, but the problem was is that as she was inching up into a relationship with him, she was becoming uncomfortable again, but she didn't really fully understand why. And as we kept talking, we came to the revelation that, oh, she was safe as long as she felt like there were certain boundaries in place. Right. So now that she's approaching the relationship, now she needed to set boundaries for what they would save for marriage and what would be appropriate for the relationship in order for her to step into a new level of being safe with him. And then at the end of the conversation, she felt a lot better because she realized, okay, I know what made me feel safe now and I know what it takes to make me feel safe later. And so from there, she felt very safe in that. And then. Um, it allowed us to be able to like understand, okay, cool, this is what it takes. And so we moved on. But it was just so interesting because as she said that, it made me realize, wow, you should probably introduce boundaries as early as possible. And if you're friends with a guy to set boundaries on, hey, I save these for relationships. And I definitely, being that, you know, we talked about um, soul ties a while back, I will say that 
some of the things that will prevent you from a soul tie is to try to prevent yourself from set boundaries around talking about revelations, set boundaries around um, how deep your wounds are. Like when you talk about wounds, like set boundaries around them. Like don't, I don't think you should really be talking about like the depths of wounds because when you start leading each other into deliverances and stuff, your spirits start to bond with each other. So, um, yeah, and set boundaries around projects that you do together. Um, what is your conversation like when you are doing projects and things like that? Um, just to set clear boundaries um, so feelings don't grow. And so, you know, um, in my friendship, I had a couple of friendships with different guys, and they didn't all lead to anything, honestly. Um, but it was always like a learning experience. So I will say that, like, in one of my failed friendships, like, um, with a guy was, like, one of the boundaries... I started to learn how to set boundaries at the end. Him and I started off um, so open and um, and sharing such deep things with each other that we didn't start off with proper boundaries in place. That we had this weird thing where it would be, like, in and out of, like, we would be in a friendship... But it slowly started turning into us acting like we were in a relationship and even married at times because we had no boundaries. So we would go from friend to behaving like we were friends to a relationship to marriage, but all within a friendship. So we were both kind of like laid back about it. And it ended up costing me later because he got to a point where he was a little confused and he wanted to explore other options. And um, and I was actually like really okay with it. And I just, like, encouraged him to explore. But I just said, hey, look, like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for you. Like, I'm okay with you exploring. It's not a big deal. It is what it is. But I'm not waiting for you. And um, and I think it's okay. No matter what, I'm just happy that we got to talk about it. And I think that this changed our friendship. And I don't think that we should probably pursue a deeper friendship than we are. Because we kind of surpassed the appropriate level of friendships as male and female. And so he went on to explore his own thing. And then um, and then he wanted to come back and be deep friends again like we were before. And I just told him that, like, that's a boundary for me. And I can't cross that. Like, where we left off was, like, too deep for me to go back to that. And you can't just waltz back in my life when you feel like it. So that was, like, a boundary that I set with him. Was he happy with it? No. <laughs> but... But at the end of the day, you make choices and you have to stick with them. And so um, I had this dream a while back. I had a dream that me and this guy was like, that this guy was like kissing different women, but like rotating and passing them on. Like, it's like he was kissing them, would get bored and then move them along. But then when it came to me, him and I kissed and like, and he held on to it longer than he normally would. But then ultimately, he ended up passing me along. And then um, he goes off. And then I go off, actually. And then I didn't really care that he moved on. So I went off to a group of people, and we were hanging out, chilling. And, um, and like, you know what I mean? And really having fun. And he moves on to the next chick. And he's looking at me, have fun. And looking at me not care. And then eventually he tries to get back in my good graces. And then we end up like kissing again in the dream. 
um, and being intimate again. Um, now, I mean, I don't know how this ends up, but what I will say is that majority of this dream did come to pass where in my case, um, it's like I experienced him passing on and moving on to the next thing. But for me, I wasn't interested anymore. So I don't know if maybe that was just my personal breakthrough that I needed to step into where it was just like I needed to just move on. But I share all of that just to say that I think people are entitled to explore what they need to explore. I just think that when they do think that they want to come back into your life, that's when boundaries comes in place. Because I think there's something unhealthy about letting someone waltz out and in your life. Because I learned that when I had another ex that did that, it's like he did that over the span of eight years. And he broke my heart every time he left. And it was one person breaking my heart over and over because I would just let him come back whenever he felt like it. And so by the time this friend tried to do that, it was like, no, I learned what this does. All this does is it, it, it's me teaching you how to take me for granted and telling you that you can leave and explore whatever it is you want to explore. And you're entitled to do that, but you're not entitled to come back when you feel like it. And that is something boundaries has taught me. And boundaries protects me. It may not make the other person happy, but it's okay. Like when we release that people pleasing mentality, you learn to respect your own boundaries and your own peace better. And you respect yourself. Um, because people aren't going to be happy with your boundaries. Like these guys weren't happy when I set a boundary with them. And I said, hey, you can't just walk back in my life when you feel like it. They weren't happy about that. But guess what? Like I had so much peace, like so much peace. I felt so guarded spiritually. I felt like God was like, you know what I mean? Increasing like this authority within me because I was doing the proper thing. I wasn't keeping wicked people in my circle. Um, not that they were necessarily wicked, but they just weren't the type of dudes that I should probably have around me. Um, cause you definitely don't want to entertain a confused guy. Just don't do it. Like it's literally totally a waste of your time. That confusion, I think he's entitled to be confused and it's nothing to be mad at. But I think if someone's confused, they should be single. I think that when you go from being single to wanting to be in a relationship, I think you should be aware of what it is that you want. If you don't know what you want, just stay single. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being single. Single is something we should celebrate. And if you're not in a place where you're celebrating... Um, not that you're single to prepare for a relationship, but I do think that if you're going to be single, you should definitely not do it with a relationship as the end goal. It should just be just developing a relationship between you and God and that's it. And eventually you're led to a relationship if that's what God puts a desire on your heart for. Um, but my last question I have is, um, it's like, do boundaries develop as we heal? And, um, you know, one thing I will say is one of the first things God did was he used wisdom. This is like in the first chapter of um, Proverbs, which I was always so fascinated by, is that God used wisdom to set boundaries. And one of the things that God 
is revealing to me in scripture is that as we turn to him and let him heal us, he gives us understanding and understanding and wisdom. And he gives us all these jewels as we heal. And it's interesting because God says that with wisdom, you, you learn boundaries. The same way that he set boundaries with the water and the sand and boundaries with the air and the, and the water and all these boundaries God created was the thing he did in the first cup. Like the first day of creation was boundaries. And so we have a spirit within us that sets boundaries. And I think it's just how has God, how does God want to do that in you uniquely? And I think that's why it brings me back to this question is, do boundaries develop as you heal? And I believe the answer to that is yes, because as you heal, you learn certain boundaries about yourself. Like, for example, like, right, like I probably, I have, um, you know, I mean, like I've been celibate for five years, but in my first year of being celibate, um, I had stiff rules because I was still like, going through it. I was struggling. So I had strong rules of not hanging out with guys alone. Um, I was, you know what I mean? I really didn't like hanging out with guys, period, around that time. Um, I definitely didn't want to be alone with them. They weren't allowed at my house. I had very, very strong rules. Um, and then even when I was around them alone, I would kind of just make sure that like, you know what I mean? Like, that I was covered in prayer and things like that. And I was just very stiff about it. Um, over the years, it's become easier. But when I'm interested in someone, I'm a lot more strict to the rules than I would be if not. But at the end of the day, you have to know yourself. Do I know I tend to maybe be super guarded? And then once I drop my guard, I'm like all in. So one of the boundaries that I set is that as I start to feel myself growing feelings, I have a boundary where I need to know, I need to have a talk with a guy where I say, hey, look, like I know that we have boundaries from a friendship to a relationship and I don't want to give you more of my heart emotionally um, within a friendship. You know what I mean? So whenever those feelings do start to grow, that's when I would kind of like um, either pull back, invite the guy to pull back on our friendship and take some space so we can regroup and gather some boundaries that can keep us from going so deep um, or just see if it's possible, if a relationship is a possibility. And if so, then what? Just work it out where we're both happy. But at the end of the day, I think boundaries are important. It's not always uncomfortable conversation to have with someone, but I think it's important because I think when you don't value, when you don't create boundaries, I think people will continue to violate it. And it, it, it makes them being able to respect you a lot harder. And so I think um, boundaries are developed through self-respect and that comes from healing. And when I heal in areas that I know, I start to learn myself. I start to learn things that hurt, things that don't. So if a word um, stupid bothers me or when somebody doesn't um, talks to me in a way that I don't feel like they make me feel dumb, it might be like a boundary. Hey, look, like, you know what I mean? Like I have 
you know, let's set a boundary around the way that you talk to me or the way that you present things to me. Um, you know what I mean? And, and just let them know how I experience and how I feel when they say certain things. You know what I mean? And I had a lot of boundaries that I had more so in the beginning when I was more immature, I think. Um, but I've developed some over time where they became automatic. We're now like... Um, I'm learning now through trial and error to not talk about like deep father wounds. That's not something you do with a friend. Um, if you're going to enjoy a guy as a friend, enjoy him as a friend. But friends don't talk about deep father wounds and the roots of it and where it comes from and all that. Like friends don't do that. Um, not with a guy friend, like with a female friend, you can talk about that. But with guy friends, I think conversations should stay light. I think they can go deep because I am a deep person. I like to have deep conversations. But I think deep conversations need to stay away from anything that has to do with like deliverance and growth because immediately your spirits start to join each other and you start wanting to grow. You grow that bond together. And so you want to stay away from stuff like that if it hasn't been established any direction in the relationship. Like, if he's not thinking about a relationship or a marriage with you, then that's conversations you want to, like, stay away from. Um, and all of that at the end of the day is just to be able to um, create some questioning in your mind. Like, is is this what I want? Is this um, a good union? Is this man actually a godly man? Is he actually sold out for the Lord? And these are all questions you want to have answered. And um, and a lot of what helps you to get those answers as early as possible is boundaries. And um, and I do believe that when you pray for answers, like say if I have a feeling that this guy might be struggling with lust, but I don't know for sure, I can ask God and I know God's either going to give me a dream or I'm going to have a conversation with the guy and he's literally just going to spill out everything that I need to know. But you need to be wise enough to know that that means you have to let it go and you can't have this fear of missing out and you have to be okay with letting people go and um and not ignoring red flags because when you ignore red flags I think that it's like um then it kind of makes boundaries and all these conversations that we've been having pointless you know part of she got game is knowing what is in front of you not trying to change people right? We have to accept people for who they are. And part of accepting people for who they are is finding out who they are and not who you wish for them to be. And I think when you start wishing people to be a certain person and you start trying to change them, then you start compromising what it is that the end goal is for you. If the end goal is marriage and you have a goal, for instance, to be married in a year, and yet this guy's telling me he's not ready and he struggles with lust and he doesn't picture himself married and he just got divorced and he's like still currently like kind of hung up because he keeps bringing up the ex-girlfriend now that that's that's probably not someone who's going to be married within a year now if my goal is to be married within a year not that I'm going to tell him that then one of the boundaries that I have is I probably shouldn't position myself to be a rebound because sure it might move at the pace of being married in a year but it's probably just a substitute whatever hurt he has right now. So that's a boundary. 
he's not someone who's ready for a relationship. Even if he might be saying he is, subconsciously, God has already revealed that he's not. Um, you know, and and I just think it's just important to, that's why I think it's important to go in with a goal and um, to have a goal in mind, not necessarily to state it. I, I think it's important to not necessarily make it so known, but I think when you have a goal in mind, you create boundaries to make sure that you stay strongly to that goal. And then then you can maintain the boundaries throughout and not let him cross it just because you like him. Because our heart can be stupid sometimes. And it's like, you know, sometimes your heart kind of really wants to violate the rules, but you have to stay strong and know that the boundaries are in place for a reason. Boundaries have to be put in place before the relationship. I can't stress that enough. Set your boundaries long before you meet the guy. So when you meet him, you don't go goo goo gaga and you become totally relationship stupid and you don't think at all and you're just kind of letting things go however it goes. No. Like the whole go with the flow thing should be in a sense where you don't overthink and you just kind of let God move as he wills. But go with the flow should never be you have no plan, pre-plan before going in. I think you should have a plan. Um, and that's where boundaries comes into place. And boundaries is meant to guard your heart. And this is just, you know, the Bible says to guard your heart. And we have to learn what that means. And I think a huge part of it is growing an understanding of yourself and growing an understanding of your weaknesses, your flaws, and what God is healing in you. And as you do that, then you grow an understanding to know what God wants to put in place. So what I would encourage you guys is just to pray like what God, um, what type of boundaries God wants to introduce you to and, um, and how can we apply it to our life? So I want to pray that with everybody today right now. And so God, we just thank you, God, that you are the God of wisdom. And we thank you that with your wisdom, God, that you created boundaries, Lord God, that you separated things that needed to be separated, Father. And Lord God, I just thank you that we invite that into our life. Um, we invite that into our singleness to learn how to set boundaries, not necessarily just for a relationship, but setting boundaries for um, friendships, um, you know, friendships that we may have where maybe there's certain things that violates who like that we um, that touch areas that we don't like. And Lord God, I just pray for boldness and courage to speak up and just say, hey, look, like that crosses a boundary and to understand what our boundaries are. So, God, I thank you that you are allowing us to be in tuned with who we are in tuned with um, our hearts so we can be able to really guard it, Father God, and really allow your love to be filled in it and um, and to be healed of all the wickedness that may try to stay in there, Father. But, Lord God, we thank you that your love um pushes every fear out, Father. And Lord God, that's what we are after, your heart, Father. And that your heart and your love may pour into ours, God. So it may have no fear, but only love and boldness, God, to speak anything, God. And I thank you that your boundaries allows us to really guard this love that wants to live in our heart, God. And we bless you, Lord. And God, we just thank you that this is going to be like truly uh, 
a glorious story and a testimony, Father. But Lord God, I pray that we not be afraid, rather that to be coworkers or managers or leaders or friends or in relationships, God, that we um that you rebuke us of rebuke off that spirit of um fear of man, God, and allow us to really be able to learn to find the proper words to then be able to express boundaries that we want to set so we may honor ourselves, honor our spirit within us, and that others may respect what it is that you are doing in us and through us, God. We bless you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So once again, my email is S-H-A-M-M-A-D-I-E-U-J-U-S-T-E at yahoo.com. So this series is called She Got Game. And this has been Celebration of Singleness coming at you. And um, I'm excited. We got some more topics coming in. Um, And um, I'm just excited about where we're going to go next. And... um, and I think the next one I really want to touch up on is like learning how to separate like wife role from friends or girlfriends and like, and I call it saving the wife role for, for marriage. And that's something that I really want to like encourage us to do. So I'm excited about that topic. So um, tune in next as we talk about save the wife role for marriage. Um and if you're not called to do that, just to kind of like, um, you know, because again, celebrating singleness, I don't think is all about preparing yourself for marriage necessarily, but it is part of that, um, you know, using this boundaries lesson to talk about, well, what is appropriate in relationships and um, potential relationships or friendships and things like that. And just knowing um, when is a role, like how do we um, develop and maintain like proper roles for proper seasons and proper times. And so that we're going to get into. Um, but it's probably more focused for people who kind of see themselves being married. I'm not going to lie. Um, of course, celebrating singleness is not all about being prepared for a relationship, but this next particular subject is going to be more for people who see themselves getting married. And is single until God presents them with the right spouse. So, um, but yes, so tune in, be prepared for it. Thank you for listening. And thank you for my faithful listeners that listen all like three of you, but it's all good. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'd rather faithful followers than flimsy ones. So love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night.